Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we're going to talk about the fivefold ministry from Ephesians 4.11 and how God uses that to show us his love in five different ways. Reverend Al Houghton is going to talk about part three of his trilogy right now. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have part three of our newsmaking interview with Al Houghton. Reverend Al is the author of three, actually many books, but this is a trilogy of his books. The first one we talked to talked about a couple days ago, The Sure Mercies of David. The second one we talked about yesterday, Jesus and Justice. And today we're gonna conclude this interview series by talking about his third book in this series, God's Layered Love. Welcome to the program, Reverend Al Houghton. Thanks, Gordon, it's a privilege to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. So if our viewers missed the first show we did with you a couple days ago, it was about how God raised you from the dead. You were literally, you went to heaven twice and came back to talk about it. Uh, but on yesterday's program, we were talking about Jesus and justice, the idea of imprecatory prayers and how Donald Trump in his election was actually God showing mercy to America. Whereas if the third term of the Obama administration had come to pass in Hillary Clinton's presidency, that would have been the judgment of God against America. Uh, talk about Joel too, and kind of remind people what you said yesterday. Well, in, in, uh, what, what, in the process of Trump running, what a surprise, and then he's elected, and I'm crying out to God, what, you know, God, what does this mean? What, what are you saying about all this? And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I have begun the election of Donald Trump. Now, here's a prophetic word. The election of Donald Trump begins a progression in Scripture in Joel 2, starting with verse 17. This progression, I don't know how long it will take. It could take 30, it could take 40 years. This progression has begun for the church. It began with Trump's election. That was a sign to us. God says, I am intervening in your behalf because of the assignment and the age how close we are to the end of the age is my surmise. That's a guess. I don't know. I'm, I think probably, but this progression has begun, and it is an amazing progression. It starts in a good way, in a great way. So, I so mean, the, it's bless an awesome way. the blessings of God are described in Joel chapter two. What can we expect to come? Oh man! Well, it starts with the the priests are told weep between the porch and the altar. When that was full, then God intervened in our election. The intercession was full. We had 40 plus years of it. God intervened. And the first manifestation that starts this progression then is we got the fruit of what God's hand is on this nation to restore. He is starting to turn little pockets. He's going to restore the economy. But, oh, guess what's down here? It's, it says, 
um, he be glad then, that's verse 23, be glad then, Joel 2, 23, be glad then, you children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God. He's given you the former rain faithfully. He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former and the latter in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat. Why? We have a harvest to get. We have a harvest in this nation. We have generations in this nation that we have got to bring into the kingdom. And God's so going to give us the money to do that. Not just financial prosperity, but no. for the gospel. For the, for the purpose of harvesting saving souls. the nation, saving souls. Praise and God. otherwise, the, the judgments, there, there are, then God says, I'm going to restore in, in four different levels. And he said, I'm going to restore everything the lo four layers of locusts have eaten that's lost. So all the loss, God underwrites the loss in Scripture to every believer when he says, these were my locusts. I sent them for your preparation, for your growth, for your development. It took the warfare and the adversity to make you the man you are today. Yeah. You, you just didn't come out hatched this way. I mean, you had to be formed. <laughs> you had to be shaped by adversity. I have had some adversity in my life, and it has made me into the man I am today. I must confess. So, <laughs> and that is true. Okay, now God underwrites those losses, yeah. and here's what He says: I am going to restore all of those losses to you, and I will do it with an intervention called a. Here's a Hebrew word: pa la. Pala is used of Abraham and Sarah's son when they are 190 and it's impossible. They get a pala. That it means beyond human agency, doing what only God can do. Yeah. What can can what can you think of that you would want God to do that would bring that would bless people that would bring salvation? What kind of intervention would senators save, Supreme Court justices either saved or or removed? And at that age, you know that can happen any time. God's on the move in this nation, and we are going to see things turn. But His first promise is to the church. Church, I will restore. What has been lost, I will restore what has been stolen. Now that's step one. And God says, I will do it suddenly, I will do it sovereignly, and I will do it beyond human agency. I will do it by my intervening hand. So that could be an indication if this, is, if this period of blessing, since we've perhaps had a repentance moment, turned America around, that the next 40 years of American blessing could involve President Mike Pence appointing more Supreme Court justices over eight years after uh, Trump's reelection. So maybe yeah. the next 16 years we can expect godly. Let's let's it's possible. Let's pray for godly leadership. Amen. Absolutely, we we can expect that level of intervention in our nation because the purpose of this is harvest. Now the pala, the intervention that God, God does for us, it triggers something. It triggers what the Bible calls yada. Now yada is the ultimate in intimacy or a testimony of God's goodness. 
I shouldn't be here, Gordon. No. I should be in a cemetery somewhere. But I'm here because God intervened. Okay, I, I had a pa-la, an intervention. God said, no, you're not done. Go back. All right, so here I am. I'm alive. I should be gone, but here I am. I am alive with you today saying, look, people, we are at the beginning of the greatest intervention, I believe, for salvation in our history. That is an encouraging look ahead. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about God's layered love, how the fivefold ministry reveals five different ways God loves you. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps. And you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled, How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill, and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, We'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. We're in part three of our interview with Reverend L. Houghton, a prophetic teacher that I have known over 30 years. He's written this trilogy, uh, Al, we talked to him in, in the first book uh, yes. about how, remind me the first book, and tell uh, pe people, bring, bring them up, up to the third the book. The sure mercies of David, all right. right. It, covenant mercy is the foundation for everything we do. Okay. So covenant mercy has two edges. Covenant mercy uh, remits our sin and restores us. Right. But covenant mercy will also cut off an unrelenting enemy, a two-edged sword. And the second book, Jesus and Justice, we're talking about imprecatory prayers, praying for God's justice against your enemies. Remind us about that book. In Matthew 12, verse 18, Jesus took judgment to victory, meaning he guarantees our access to his throne room and gives us the right to uh, pray and invoke justice, to call forth 
covenant justice. Intervene in our behalf and give us covenant justice when we're facing an unrelenting enemy. And then the third book, God's Layered Love. It seems like you're going from a hard message to a, to a fuzzy message here, <laughs> a happy message. There are five different ways that God reveals his love to the body of Christ based on Ephesians 4.11 and the fivefold ministry. Many people don't even understand what the fivefold ministry is. What is that? Well, when Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captive, he gave gifts to men. So in effect, I, I saw a vision of this one time. And in this vision, I saw Jesus ascend. Okay, the Lord goes up, and when he, when he took a seat in the vision at the right hand of God, he reached into his chest, pulled out his heart. I'm seeing this in a vision, and he threw it to the earth. Well, when it got to the upper ionosphere, it split into five pieces. And those five pieces would then go merge with an individual. And then I saw a parade of five different individuals parade through the pulpit of each church and imparting, imparting, imparting their peace. And when the congregation stood up at the end, they looked just like Christ. You couldn't tell the difference. Wow. So God, it really what he did, and, and that, it took that vision to, to open my eyes to it. He took his heart and, and he um, assigned five different types of ministry for the imparting of his heart. And with each of those comes the fullness of Christ. And they're listed in Ephesians 4.11 as the apostle, the prophet, the of, evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Yes. What do we have, let's say we have a, a, a nice Baptist church and they have a pastor, but they don't have the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, or the teacher. They just have a pastor. What, what are they missing? Well, what they, they, all ministry comes from the heart. Yes. It's, uh, we, our relationship with the Lord is a heart relationship, spirit to spirit. Okay, so when you have the heart of the pastor is forbearance. The heart of the evangelist is acceptance. You're accepted in the beloved, the blood of Christ. It doesn't make any difference what you've done. It's forgiven. So the evangelist carries, look, God accepts you. You don't have to keep living the way you are. Turn to him. He loves you. Okay, that's the heart of the evangelist. The heart of the pastor is, hey, I know you've got problems. You're not mature. I have an assignment from God to show you forbearance. And to shepherd you. And to shepherd you. And I will pick you up every time you fall and I will show you the mercy of God and that God has actually given you enough space to grow. Nice. It is nice, and that is a layer of God's love. So that, the, you explain the evangelist, the pastor. Yeah, uh, so what they're missing, they are missing three layers, and I'm sure they will get an occasional evangelist, but if they don't have the prophet and they don't have the teacher, if they don't have the apostle, then they are missing three layers that are really important. Talk about the prophet for a minute, because most pastors, most churches, they don't have a staff where they hire a guy to be a prophet. Yes. So if, if one blows through town, it's rare, and the people don't understand the gift. What is that? The prophet of God, well, most of our prophets today, they give good words, and when people think of prophets, they think, well, I, I want a word from the Lord. But the prophet's primary 
um, job is warning. Prophets in scripture warned, you're getting really close to this cliff, you're about to fall off. Don't. Or prophets came, you know, with another message and said, hey, things are starting to turn. Help God out. Get, get on board with what the Lord's doing. So prophets bring God's perspective on a situation. Like I'm bringing on Trump on America right now. We have some great days ahead, but the church has to get involved. Now, when a prophet brings a warning, it may sound a little harsh, but is that actually God showing his love in some way? It's God trying to save us from destruction. A right. warning is saying, if you keep doing this, it is gonna get a lot, lot worse. America, stop. Stop what you're doing, or it's gonna get a lot, lot worse. Now, what about the teacher? I know you happen to have a prophetic edge to what you talk about, but your real gift is teacher. You've been a teacher of the Bible. Yes. You've got this Bible in front of you marked up with highlighters <laughs> and, and every page is, You've, you've memorized the scriptures and you're able to teach this. What does a teacher do? Well, a, a teacher, the primary job of a teacher, now this is one of the James chapter three. Oh, is this a tough scripture? Let not many of you be teachers, knowing we shall incur a stricter judgment. Now that's a warning. If you're looking for a ministry job, well, try the other four, but the tough one is the teacher. And, and it's about judgment. Well, the reason is the teacher's job in scripture is uh, affliction. Paul was a teacher and a prophet before he was sent out from Antioch, then becoming apostolic. When he was sent, he became the apostle. So in Acts 13, the first chapter where he's sent out, he faces a false prophet. So you have two people squaring off, both full of the respective God they serve. Yeah. Elamus, full of the devil. Paul, full of the Spirit of God. Yeah. Here's what Paul says. You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, how long will you cease to pervert the straight ways of the Lord? Behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you will be blind for a season. Now the proconsul, Paul was trying to get a visa into this region to bring the gospel, but the proconsul wouldn't give it because of the false prophet. When he saw the affliction of blindness, he said, here's your visa. The fear of God came on him. So the purpose, that was a teaching moment according to the text. Right. He believed the doctrine. When he saw the dedicate, the doctrine, the teaching of the Lord, he offered Paul what he wanted, and he turned. The That's te a teacher. The teacher is certainly a powerful gift, but the apostle, again, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, the apostle is maybe a culmination of all of those. Or What do you think apostle is? Well, the, the thing that the apostle brings to the table that's a real addition is, and if you'll notice, if you re remember from Acts 4 to Acts 5, they were Barnabas, brought the uh, land that he sold and he laid it at the apostles' feet. Well, the very next thing that happens is that Ananias and Sapphira, they sell a land for so much, but they agree to tell everybody, no, they, they were as committed as Barnabas and they were bringing the whole thing. They weren't, they were lying. But they laid it at the apostles' feet. They both fell dead consecutively. First Ananias, then Sapphira, at the apostles' feet. So what you see the apostles brought is the judgment seat of Christ was established 
at the apostles' feet. And what God charges the apostles with is bringing the judicial back to the church, restoring the judicial anointing to the church so that once again the judgment seat of Christ can be established at the feet of the church because God wants to save. He wants to save. And over and over again in Scripture, all the, by the way, the first judgment, we talked about that uh, over um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, was a judgment to save Lot's family. They were right. saved by that intercession. But then you go into Exodus, every single judgment nearly of Exodus either outright says or implies, and then you shall know. God was after the Israelites. He was after their, their children, and he was after the Egyptians. And when God drowned the Egyptian army in the Red Sea, he said, and he said it twice, then you shall know to the Egyptians, then you shall know that Shada, ultimate in intimacy, that begins a relationship with the Lord. So every judgment has the purpose of saving. Every it, judgment. And it initiates a revelation of God the Father. Who, yes. And then they can enter the mercy. They have a motivation to say yes to the mercy. That's it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have Al finish up on God's layered love. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also face punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. The trilogy of prophetic teaching books by Reverend L. Houghton. Again, The Sure Mercies of David, that's part one. Jesus and Justice, that's part two. God's Layered Love, that's part three. 
If you've missed any of these news interviews, which we've done this week, today's the third one in a series, you can find all three of our TV interviews with the Reverend L. Houghton when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. Al, talk about what is the common theme in this trilogy and where can people find this if they want to buy your books? The common theme is we have a God who's not only Savior, He's also Judge. And He wants to intervene in our lives judicially for our benefit so that we can attain to the goals that He ordained for us, created before the foundations of the earth. So that's why these three are written. It starts with mercy, then it goes to justice. Covenant mercy takes you to the judicial covenant that Christ bought and paid for for us, and then it manifests in five layers of God's love. And so anybody who wants these books can go to wordatwork.org. Wordatwork.org. And you also have a newsletter called Word at Work. Word at Work, a daily Bible study that we will mail out or we will email it to you. And we publish that every month. And so that is available and there's no charge for that. So somebody has just finished watching, maybe on YouTube or maybe on Roku, all of your three interviews, and they're like, wow, that's, that's really deep, uh, that's really biblical, uh, but I, my, my life is in shambles. I need help. I need Jesus, a revelation of Jesus in my life. How would you minister to that person? I would say to them, you're, the thing that you want from the Lord is you want to know his covenant and his covenant of sure mercy. He gives mercy to your failures, to every mistake. He will restore, he, he will uh, intervene in your life like he did for King David, and he restored King David when he had fallen, when he had all sorts of problems. There's mercy that's available for you, and we, you can invoke the covenant of sure mercy. Here's how I would do it. Father, in Jesus' name, I invoke the covenant of sure mercy over every individual watching us right now. For those who have a myriad of problems they are trying to escape, Father, have mercy on them. Deliver them. Let your freedom come to them in Jesus' name. Let your covenant of mercy settle upon them now in the name of the Lord. If they are in financial distress, Father, open heaven. Covenant mercy brings you on the scene as their provision. Lord, if they're facing cancer, like I did at one time, which is a death sentence. I mean, I, I was there. I know what that's like. And yet you intervened in my behalf. You set me free. Now set them free. Let your healing hand, let the mercy of your healing hand come on your people right now. Heal, restore, provide in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you. You're the one that does it. Now we ask you to do it and we expect it and we call it forth. Let your mercy shine upon your people and bless them exceedingly abundantly above all they could ever ask or think. Do it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Al, I wanna thank you again for reacquainting our friendship. It's been many years, but I'm glad to have you. His website, wordatwork.org, please subscribe. Our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Get our free newsletter. Please donate when you visit. If you want prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today, I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. 
If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.